The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, whenever you are listening to this from. Welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner for August 9th, 2022. Yes, I actually remember the date today because it's the day before Chanel's birthday, so I better remember it. Oh, yeah, you better. I'd better. As I am now today, I am not talking to you from the friendly confines of my kitchen in Houston, but instead I am talking to you from a covered porch in Spokane. Washington. Oops, Chanel wants me to be technical about these things. Liberty Lake, Washington. There. I hope you are happy. Now, I got in trouble for that the other day on something else, so um, I'm getting all my ducks in a row. And so, obviously, well, maybe not obviously, I'm not going to be cooking today, so what we're going to do is something really uh, unique. I did a version of this last year, and this year we've expanded it and changed things up. We are going to get tours into both myself and Twinkling Tori's kitchen as we welcome Twinkling Tori. Hello, Twinkling Tori. Hello, Orby. And um, so we're going to play each file. After each file, there will be time for questions. If time permits, I am going to give you all a live tour of the kitchen where I'm currently staying at. It's not a very big kitchen, so it won't take very long. And I only know about half of it anyway, so... <laughs> that's okay. So, um, Tori, uh, let's see. Did you have any comments before we get started? No. No? Okay. Very good. So, we're going to start with uh, my kitchen first. That's just how these things work. And, um, most you of you... You offer us alphabetically anyway. Uh, that is very true. Uh, very true. So my kitchen tour, most of it you are going to know anyway, because you've heard me rattling around in it. But this is my attempt to give you all a good spatial tour of it. And then when we are done, I will add in a couple of extra footnotes that I did not get in the recording. All right, guys. So I'm coming to you from where I talk to you every Tuesday morning. First of all, the uh, kitchen... For an apartment kitchen, it's really not too bad. The first thing I've got is my fridge and freezer. You should be able to hear it in the background. And you've definitely heard me sticking my head in the fridge. So uh, this is just your basic fridge-freezer thing. See, my head is stuck in the fridge. No uh, water dispenser or anything like that. And... Um, there you go. To the left is my first countertop. I use this for like storing some glasses. I've got some cans on here. I've got sauces. I've got a salad shooter and I've got an instant pot which I've not gotten around to using yet. To the left of the counter is the sink. You hear me use this quite a bit. And uh, it is a double sink. And then to the left of that, I have another countertop, which has a dish rack and a Keurig coffee maker machine. 
So that's the counter space for the kitchen. On that side, up above the counters and below are a lot of cupboards. And the top cupboard here, I use to store a lot of Ziploc bags, some of the attachments for my salad shooter. I used to use that on some of these calls. And um, there we go. Next is the plates cupboard. And to the right, I've got all my larger plates, and to the left are all the smaller plates. These cupboards have multiple shelves, and on the shelf above it are bowls, some containers for storage, and some drinking glasses. And also to the very left on the bottom shelf are mugs for coffee and tea. And then to the left of that are some uh, cupboards where I have tea, I have some paper plates, and some paper bowls, and uh, some coffee Keurig pods. <coughs> I don't use these pods as much because they are the medium roast. I have a box full of light roast that I like to utilize more so. Next is the garbage can. have that over here. Very useful thing. And now let's go over to the bottom cupboards here. So the first one, I have a whole lot of spare bags. These are plastic bags I get from the grocery stores that I'll use for the smaller garbage cans. Next, we've got a cupboard that has the regular trash bags, and I also have some cleaning fluid stuff down here, including extra dish soap. And I've also got a tool box that is a convenient place to store stuff when I need access to uh, fixing something. By the way, the first one is a single cupboard and these next two are double cupboards. Next, I've got uh, places where I keep oil, sugar, actually my granulated sugar, which I've not used in quite a bit, and um, got some canned goods down here. And then this other stuff has some containers that really don't have any lids, the second shelf. I don't use it much. So that is that side of the kitchen. And now let's go over here. First is the pantry. See, I'm opening the door. It has, let's see, one, two, three, four, five shelves. So this is not a walk-in pantry. You open the door and everything's right here. But uh, you can probably hear how small the space is, maybe, I don't know. And I've got a lot of stuff in here. In fact, too much stuff, really. But uh, the problem with that is sometimes it can make it harder to uh, find things. But nevertheless, that is the pantry. We're going to close that door. To the right is a small counter space. I have some seasonings on here. And oh, yes. I made some in. I have a barcode scanner. It is the IDMate uh, Summit, and um, eventually it's probably going to go away because I currently do not have a battery charger for it. But that is that. I forgot to talk about the drawers. Oh dear, oh dear. So let's go back to the other side of the kitchen. This one drawer by the fridge has batteries and stuff in it. It has clips for bags. It also has rolls of tape. 
and some extra knives that I generally don't use. Then over here to the left, I've got a drawer full of towels. And then you've heard me open this drawer quite a bit. These are all the measuring cups. And as you've heard me talk about, I've got two sets of those. One that goes to a full two cups and one that's just your regular four cup one. I've also got an extra double spatula in here. This is an interesting type that I don't use, but um, you can hear it. What's unique about this one is it's very tiny, but you can lock it in place so it doesn't go out as much. So by pulling this little thing on the back of it. Also got some wooden spoons in here as well. So that is that drawer. I've got beaters for my mixer in here and a measuring type ladle spoon as well as regular measuring spoons. So that is that. Okay, coming back over here to uh, this drawer on the left side are my oven mitts. I've got about four of these actually. They are pretty much all fireproof. I talked about how I have seasonings and stuff on the counter as well as my toaster. And this is just a regular toaster, nothing fancy. You're gonna hear about Tori's fancy toaster in a little bit. Next we've got my stove or cooker, whatever you wanna call it. And this is just your standard electric stove slash oven with the burners and got the kitchen fan. Yep, got that up above and some more cupboards, which has some extra food, some microwave popcorn. I've got foil over here. So all that is above the stove in a really large cupboard. To the right of the stove, let's start with the countertop. I have some canned stuff on here that really should go in the pantry. I've got a popcorn maker. It is the air popper type. And then I've got my grill slash air fryer. You've heard me use this. There you go. And we'll just turn that off. And let's see, I can open it. I've got my grill plate inside and there's baskets in here for the air fryer. On top is the new wave. You've heard that. And uh, I've definitely done a lot of uh, browning of stuff to it. To the right is my strainer that I use for um, things that need straining, like uh, greasy meats and things that I'm frying and stuff like that. Then up top, we have more cupboards here. I've got a lot of containers on this one. Actually, some more tea. That really goes on the other side. I think I had it there for convenience a long time ago and forgot about it. Let's move that. On the bottom is where I've got some brown sugar and then I've got my actual sugar and flour containers on the top shelf of this top cupboard. So that's where I keep all that stuff. Then if we go to the far right, there's another cupboard that uh, is not being utilized well, but I have my popcorn seeds here. And um, a couple of containers that are missing lids. I don't like that they 
nice lids. And then drawers. Here is the silverware drawer. You've definitely heard me rattling in here a time or two. And um, we've got knives on the left and um, some kitchen knives on the right. And then forks and spoons are in the middle. To the right of that is the drawer that has a lot of odds and ends for kitchen implements, but I keep my double spatulas in here, garlic press, can opener, set of smaller beaters for the mixer, I've got my potato masher, ice cream scoop, whisks, a talking thermometer, which I've never really learned how to use. Let's see, do you have batteries? Nope. Um, I've got a pizza cutter in here that uh, definitely comes in handy for pizza. And let's see, I mentioned my whisk, I think, for when I do uh, eggs. So and I've actually got two double spatulas in here, and these are the ones that I use all the time. And then to the far right, we've got some wooden spoons. I've got ladles things like that, a few more knives, cookie cutters that I got when trying to do that cookie recipe last year that uh, needed to be done. And then to the right, let's start with the cupboards actually that I use. So this first cupboard has a lot of my pots and pans. I try to get a lot of these out before the call starts, but uh, that is where they are stored. So I've got baking pans, frying pans, pots from big, medium to small, and uh, two 13 by nines, a nine by nine, a pie tin, and a rice cooker that I've not used. And let's see anything else. Oh, mixing bowls. I've got a couple of mixing bowls down here as well. And um, they should be stacked with one another. But uh, I recently got a second mixing bowl instead of using the plastic mixing bowl, which was kind of breaking a little bit. And then to the right, I've got some odds and ends in here that I really don't use. Some more containers without lids. I don't know what ever happened to the lids on some of these. And a rolling pin, which I have used occasionally for pizza crust. My oven has a tray on the bottom that does have some cookie sheets and a muffin tin in it. That part gets a little bit dusty, so I prefer to keep my cookie sheets in the cupboard to the right of the stove. And finally to the far left, the bottom cupboard has a foil pan. And it also has my mixer that I sometimes use. So... That is pretty much it for the kitchen. And you've heard most of it, obviously. Oh, the other thing I didn't really talk about is the top of my fridge, which I do have a rack on there that I keep potatoes on because it's not good to keep those on the floor. All right, so a couple of things I did not get a chance to mention is one, I do also have a tub on the pantry floor and that's where I'll keep the spare bags of flour and sugar that go into the container. Uh, you've heard me mention how I use the containers for actual pouring. I didn't talk about the dining area that's outside of the kitchen that has two tables, a kitchen table, and 
a smaller table. The smaller table has our microwave with um, that talks. I think you've heard me use it a couple times. Underneath is the big box of light roast coffee. So with that, if you have any questions about my kitchen, now is the time. Okay, I'm not seeing any raised hands at the moment, Herbie. All right, Tori, did you have anything uh, you'd like to say about my kitchen before we get on to your... Um, did you ever find the lids to the tubs? No, I need to do more thorough search for that. I think I should really do a kitchen inventory and see what I have. The other thing, oh, and that, the other thing I didn't talk about is on the far wall is where the circuit breakers are. So if anything uh, needs to be reset, those are there. And uh, the stove is fully electric as well as the oven. I don't think I mentioned that. And, um, yeah. So, uh, no, I, I need to, it was, I had more higher priorities like packing and stuff right after I did this tour. So. I was just curious, that's all. I know. All right. Any final questions? But like I said, you've all heard my kitchen a million times, so. All right. Um, with that, let's turn things over to Twinkling Tori. And uh, before we get started, did you have anything you wanted to uh, say? Not really. I think I covered it all in the um, clip. And if not, then I will make the comments afterwards. Hello and welcome to my kitchen. For those who don't know me, I am Tori and today I'm going to give you a tour of my kitchen. So I'm going to start at one end where I have my fridge freezer. Now the reason I have a separate fridge freezer to my husband is that as some of you know and some of you don't, I am vegan for allergy related reasons and that means keeping my food separate from my husband's is important and we just decided it would be easiest to do it this way. So I have my little fridge freezer and the reason I only have a small one is that because I prefer to deal mainly in fresh, I don't need a lot of freezer space because even with freezing a few leftovers from time to time, I really don't make use of much. So I have my little fridge freezer and on top of my little fridge freezer we have paper towels which I don't make use of a lot of the time, but it's useful to have. I do prefer to clean up messes with a cloth where possible, but sometimes paper towels are just what you need. So we do keep some on hand. We also generally will have my cookie jar on here if I've made cookies or cake tin if I've made cake. So that's where you'll find the sweet treats. Beside my fridge freezer, we have a narrow cupboard which has a bit of counter space on top of it and then another narrow cupboard above. In the bottom cupboard we have baking sheets, muffin tins and stuff like that. On the door of it we have a hook where my oven mitts are kept for easy access. On the counter space above we have a worktop saver. Every single one of my counters has a worktop saver because it means that I can then, if I'm dealing with something hot, I can put it down wherever I want to and not have to worry about whether I'm on a place where it's safe to put something hot. It also makes cleanup easier because you just pick up the worktop saver, take it over the sink, wash it, bring it back. 
We also have wooden spoons and ladles and things like that here in a uh, in some utensil caddies. So there are those as well. Pizza cutters, you know, all those good things. And a knife block with all my sharp, nice sharp knives in them. Got quite a collection of sharp knives because, you know, different sizes and all the rest of it. In the cupboard above, we have jugs, measuring cups and, and actual measuring jugs. They all live in there, whether they are fridge jugs or measuring jugs. That's where we'll keep them all. And then we have the cooker. I, I, I'm in two minds about how I feel about my cooker personally. I didn't pick it and I'm not sure I would have picked the one that we have if I did. It's great because it's a good size cooker, which is ideal for my husband and I needing to make separate meals, but still have share the same cooking space. However, while the oven is electric, it has a timer which you cannot use the oven without putting the timer on and the timer is not very reliable. Sometimes it seems to turn at the wrong kind of speed, we've noticed. So sometimes it seems to take longer and we've tried testing with the Lady A and sometimes when the time should be up it isn't quite. So it's not 100% accurate, which makes it difficult for us to mark and make it accessible. So what I tend to do actually is I put the timer on and to just at uh, some random time and then I set my Lady A and if it goes off before my Lady A goes off then I will just randomly put it back on somewhere. But the other thing I'm not a big fan of is that the stovetop, as you guys call it, is gas. Now I can cook on gas, I do cook on gas. However, it took me a long time to get the courage to cook on the gas for the simple fact that it is so easy to have it go out um, when you have a window open. And I need a window open when I'm cooking, so. But it's a nice cooker other than that. So on the other side of the cooker, we have some cupboard space where we keep this narrow one is supposed to actually be a wine rack, but since neither of us drink alcohol, we instead use it to store things like Ziploc baggies, tin foil, and that kind of thing. Then the bigger cupboard beside it, we use for pots, bowls, plates, that kind of thing. The counter above that those cupboards, which again, worktop savers, has some of my small kitchen appliances on it. We have my toaster, which is a cool one in my opinion. This one I did pick up myself and I'm very pleased with because it's a four slice toaster that allows you to use it as a two slice toaster. But it also, because of how it works, because you've got to push the one side down and sometime while that's on, push the other side down for both sides to be used. Now, if you want your toast all cooked, to, to the same amount, you need to push the second side down as quickly as possible after you push the first one down. But if you're making toast for people who like their toast done at different levels, which is the case here because I like nicely 
crisp toast. My husband likes his to be more, not much more than you know, warmed bread, which allows me to put mine in the one side and put that down. Then wait a few moments before I put his down because it will pop both sides at once, which means that mine will be cooked more than his and we'll both be happy. We also have a bread maker, which I don't use very often because it's not very often I make a loaf of bread. I am often lazy on that one and I do often just buy that. And although I can use it for making loaves of bread, if I want to make rolls and pizza bases, which is generally why I'm making bread half the time, um, I do that by hand and I do use it from time to time. It's not very accessible. You, It's just a case of trying to remember which buttons you gotta press, which is another reason I don't use it half the time. I also have my favorite toy, which is a combination waffle maker, donut maker, toasted sandwich maker, and panini maker, which you can use the panini pan as a small grill. All you do with this is you snap out the plates. I don't know if you heard that popping out. Snap it back in. Snap out the plate, just that easily, and then change them for whichever ones you want, whether you want to have the donut plate in and make half a dozen donuts, or toasted sandwiches, make a couple of toasted sandwiches, waffles, make a couple of waffles, or have the patini pan, which I actually tend to use that one for, for um, grilling tofu, to be honest. Plus, as you heard when I was Fiddling with that, we have my teapots because we're entering the tea and coffee making station here where we have my teapots, so my purple one with the handmade purple and blue knitted tea cozy, which yes, I made myself. And we have my witch's brew one, which I intend making a black and orange tea cozy for because, you know, which is Halloween, um, but I haven't had a chance to do that yet. We also have my liquid level indicators, which I only use these for hot drinks. You're beeping there because I got the tip of it, it got um, one of the prongs slightly wet. Does that, you put it on the edge of your cup and pour the liquid in and it beeps when it gets there. The only fault with these, in my opinion, is that they're designed to be used for small teacups. Now, the reason that's a problem is that it has two different levels of prong and it's designed to tell you when you have reached each level but there's not a big gap between the two so if you're using a bigger cup so might want a larger portion of milk then they're not so e easy to be accurate so I actually do something that a lot of people complain about and I don't really care my view is if they don't want me to do it they shouldn't ask me to make their drink which is I use my fingers to check to put the milk in first and then I add the hot water to, up to the second beep because it's just easier to figure out. I also have my husband's coffee machine. He has a pod coffee maker. I don't play with that. I don't drink coffee and I don't want to play with it. I have no interest whatsoever in how it works. He did try showing me. I paid absolutely no attention because I don't care. And we also have the kettle, which I definitely do use a lot. Above all those little appliances, we have cupboards. One of them has my glasses, cups, etc. And the other has teas, coffees. I've got quite a selection of teas. Um, sugar and storage containers for leftovers, for freezing stuff. Um, jars for if I make jam. And bottles and 
lunch boxes for if we're taking food on the go, that kind of thing. Then we have the sink, uh, not really much to say about the sink, it's a sink. It has a tap, it has a plug, like every other sink in the world. At least every other standard kitchen sink in the UK anyway. Below the sink there is a cupboard where we have tools, as in actual tools, you know, saws, drill, the lot, and some cleaning supplies. And above the sink there is no cupboard or anything because there's a window right here which is the window I tend to have open when I'm cooking. And on the windowsill we, is where we keep our indoor food waste tub. That little tub is full, we take it out to the big one outside. We also hear uh, underneath the draining board, because the sink's obviously got a draining board, and on the draining board there's a draining rack, and also a tub with various cleaning brushes and sponges in, and also hand soap, because there's always hand soap by my sinks. Anyway, we have my washing machine here underneath the draining board. In the UK, most kitchens come with laundry facilities in the kitchen. There are exceptions, but as a general rule, you will look in the kitchen for your washing machine or for where to plumb in your washing machine if you're moving into a new place. The dryer is also in this room. It is across the kitchen, almost kind of slightly diagonally from the washing machine because to go straight is right where we have the table and the table was placed in a spot that's ideal for me for carrying stuff from the counters to the table so yeah so the uh, the dryer which is a condenser dryer is a slight diagonal to the washing machine but it's still not far to go with the laundry the tiring bit with the laundry is getting it upstairs later so the other side of the washing machine we have some more cupboard space. In the bottom cupboard we have my tins and packets and dried food stuff because again my husband and I have our stuff separate so his stuff is in the top cupboard because he's taller and can reach up better and mine is in the bottom because I'm shorter and I'm quite happy to sit on the floor to get access stuff if I need to. That way works best for us. Also in the this area, we, which again, worktop, we have all my herbs and spices. I have quite a selection because I try to have one of everything, at least one of each of the individual things. I do not, as a general rule, get the spice blends because my view is that it's just extra jars I gotta find space for when I already have the individual herbs anyway, so what's the point? We also have the microwave which it's not a talking microwave. I would love a talking microwave, but I do not have one. But I only really use it to heat up food, uh, heat up leftovers really anyway. So I'm perfectly happy with using the option of pressing the start button uh, however many times I want 30 seconds for because it adds 30 seconds each time you press it. And I know how to press that button. I know how to press stop. That's good enough. My husband knows how to turn the dial thing and make it say the time that it wants but that's visual so I don't. It's too difficult to get it wrong if you can't see. So moving over a little bit we have some drawers. In the top one we have cutlery, see cutlery, things like medicine spoons, random straws, I don't know, just ended up with them. Skewers, cocktail sticks, the Things you attach onto the end of corn on the cobs to hold to help you hold those chopsticks. Um, my little 
mesh bowl things that you use for brewing loose tea and all the good stuff like that. And, scissors, and the kitchen scissors, some of the kitchen scissors. One set does live in the knife block, but most of them are in there. In the drawer below that, we have nice, sturdy rolling pin. Uh, we also have potato peeler, garlic crusher. We have my tofu press. Now, this is one of the things I'm going to sh actually show you. Tofu press is not absolutely required if you use tofu, but it does make things easier because you can just put it in this and then leave it in the later. So, it has three sections, each smaller than the last. The biggest section, which is the bottom one, you just place there, fine, no problem. You then place the next section in the middle one, you place that inside it. Now the middle section has holes in it. This is very important because this is how the liquid comes out of the tofu, because the liquid will collect in that bottom section. You put the tofu in the piece with the holes in it, then you place the smaller piece, the top piece in there, push it down on the tofu. Then you have some stretchy elastic bits that you hook over. See me stretching it here? Okay, I don't know if you can hear that. I hope you can. So you pull those over. Depending on how firmly you want to press it, there are three different levels. So you just hook the elastic onto whichever grouping you want, one on either side. And then you put your tofu somewhere to suppress, which I usually put mine in the fridge, and come back to it a couple of hours later, or I tend to do it overnight. And there you go, you have nice compressed tofu without the hassle of having to press heavily on it yourself. And also the liquid collects nicely in the bottom bit so you don't have any mess to clean up because otherwise you will potentially have some leakage even if you put down a decent amount of paper towels. Another tool I have here that I was going to show you is this peeler tool. Well, I'm calling it a peeler tool. It's kind of a great, a great, more greater tool, to be honest. It has different types of rounded graters with handles, and you put those into a, a slot in the base unit, which is essentially just a handle with the slot and the, and I think you hear me clip it in there. Do it again to make sure you did. So you place the piece in there. Then you clip it in. No, go in. There we go. Clip it in. Then you place whatever you want to grate into the slot above where you've clipped it in. Squeeze the piece down. Turn your handle. And then you get nicely grated cheese or vegetables. Or it even does nuts to your desired sizing of grating depending on which piece you put in and all without risking fingers. I also have one of these things that Courtney calls a crocodile snap, 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 where you place your vegetables on it and snap it down and it cuts them for you. I do not use that very often. I used it a lot when I was first doing cooking again after losing the last of my sight but these days it mostly just sits in my drawer to be honest. I also have a pestle and mortar, a nice ceramic one. I did have two, but I gave one to my brother. Um, I don't use it very often because a lot of the time if I'm wanting ground herbs, I use the dried, but it's an option and I have used it. 
And in the drawer below, we have tea towels, dishcloths, cleaning sponges, that kind of stuff. And in the cupboard beside us here, we have lap trays, cookie cutters in tins, because I've got quite a few cookie cutters. Can't you tell I do a lot of baking? And a bit of areas dedicated to pet supplies. A couple of the bits that belong to the tortoise, like the tortoise's pellets and things like that, and dog food and that kind of stuff. On the counter, which again, worktop savers, above those drawers in that cupboard, we have my chopping boards, which are over here because it's easier to show them here than it is by where the knives are. When I was throwing them there, I had to keep rescuing them from down the side of the fridge. Which most of them are just your standard wooden chopping boards, but I've got one which is a plasticky one which has got some grooves in it. And the purpose of the grooves is when you lay it flat, you can chop all your stuff up, then you pick it up, and as you do, you squeeze the handle and the sides will tilt in which means that there's only one direction your stuff can come off of your chopping board. It's ideal for tipping stuff off if you chop board and into whatever you want to put it into. It's my favorite chopping board, to be honest, because of that feature, because it's so much easier to direct where you're putting stuff. We also have my talking scales. Zero. You see? Which, Zero. all the way to the front, it, the dial is off then although it's not telling you right now because it's being open right talk to me zero thank you right that first zero which if i put something heavy on it zero oh you're gonna be a pain now are you zero fine let's see seven and a half ounces okay so apparently my iphone weighs seven and a half ounces which, if I slide the dial to the third setting, 210 grams. You can hear is 210 grams. So, there you go. Now you know. We also have electric can opener. You see? Smoothie maker uh, with a couple of bottles, which is because I do love my smoothies. So I do often make smoothies, especially in the summer. Slow cooker. My slow cooker is a very basic one. It's also not a very big one. Only got, I believe it's a 1.5 liter capacity because that's plenty to make a couple of days of food. And I don't really want it to make more than that. And its style is very simple, which is the main thing because it's either off, on warm, on low or on high. That's it. That's the dial. That is the only thing that's on there. It's just that dial with those four settings. So it's really easy to work. Again, it's something that gets used a lot, though actually it gets used more in the winter than in the summer because soups and things like that are something I have more in the, in the winter. Then we have my blender setup, which it's got several attachments. There are different types of containers depending on whether I want to just use it glass type container, just do it in whatever bowl I'm doing, or there are a couple of tubs I've got which are ideal for making sauce because they actually have, as part of its system to get it going, they have lids so it's all contained so you can blend up stuff in this 
tub and it will not go everywhere while you're doing it which is very useful especially when you're trying to turn things like tomatoes into sauce so i've got several little attachments and different types of whisks and blades including one of the blades is actually designed for crushing ice so i'm not going to demonstrate that right now but i have it and uh, we also have my lady a alexa say hi hello thank you which yes i now have one in the kitchen because i could okay and because it's easier and she's useful so there's that and then you will not be surprised to hear judging by where the cupboard of uh, the dog supplies are that our dog bowls are right here in fact i just kicked one thankfully it was a food bowl not a water bowl and then we have the indoor bins like with the food waste bin we have small bins for various things that we then will take out to empty into the bigger bins because we have a recycling system set up it's actually a system set up by the council and i'm completely for it where like a little one for paper one for cardboard that kind of thing so they are all the small versions of them are all here and then the big versions are out in the shed and we empty the stuff as needed into the bigger ones in the shed and then once a week we take them out to the curb for them to be picked up uh, other than that we've just got my husband's fridge which i briefly mentioned he's got a bigger fridge than me because since he eats meat he needs the extra space He's got a bigger fridge freezer because he freezes stuff a lot more than I do because it's just the best way to do it with meat really. Other than that, it's just my tumble dryer, which I did briefly mention, which it's a condenser dryer. Both my washing machine and tumble dryer are not exactly accessible, but the dials are straightforward enough that once I've been told roughly where I need to position things, I can figure it out and do it myself. And sometimes, though there's no worktop saver on it, so obviously you've got to be careful what I put on it, I use the top of the dryer for a little bit of extra counter space. It's just the table and chairs, which technically our table, if unfolded fully, can see eight. But our kitchen does not allow for that. So it's folded to its smallest size, which is designed to see four but again because of kitchen space we actually have one side pushed right against the wall so it only really seats free but since nine seven out of ten it's just me and my husband with occasionally one of my parents here it's not a problem and that's my kitchen so i hope you enjoyed the tour and thank you for visiting my kitchen today So, uh, Tori, did you have any additional comments? No, I think I was pretty thorough and covered everything. I don't think I can't think of anything I forgot. All right. Uh, on that note, then, do we have any questions? I'm not seeing any raised hands right now, Herbie. I guess the audience thinks Very I was pretty good. thorough as well. <laughs> I guess so. Or they're completely bored. I don't know which. <laughs> well, hopefully they're not sleeping. All right. So we're going to do this then. We're going, we're going to, to switch, switch to, to my remote, remote setup, setup here. here. And, and we are we going, going to take to you on a live tour. We're getting now. two of you right now. Yep. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Let's see. Okay. 
fix, fix that. There, there you, go. you go. Now we've just got one of you. One of you is Now plenty. you just got one of me. <laughs> if you say so, I mean, I, I can always gladly get you. No, no, just, just one of you is enough, honestly. Okay. If you're sure. Yeah, I will let you know should I ever okay. change my mind. All right. So on that note, then we're going to take you inside this. Uh, so where we're at here is a person's house. My sister-in-law's actually, and we're in the downstairs area. I don't know if it's a basement, but it's definitely downstairs. So this particular kitchen has two entrances. Actually, there's the entrance I just came in from, which is a separate bedroom that has bunk beds. And then once you come into the kitchen, you can go to the left or to the right. We're going to go to the left because if you come in from the living room, right off the bat, you can see where the priorities lie around here, is the coffee maker. And you can maybe hear it uh, doing its sizzling thing. I, like Tori, I don't particularly care for out-and-out -out coffee makers. I much prefer my Keurig that I know exactly what it's doing. But uh, this is a regular coffee maker that uses the grounds. And, um, you know, that reminds me of the secretary who uh, was working for her boss one day and uh, she forgot to uh, bring the coffee into a very important meeting. So the boss said, you're fired. And the secretary says, no, because you don't have the grounds. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, Harvey. <laughs> I didn't make that up either. I got that from somebody else. So <laughs> anyway, so there is a coffee maker and uh, right next to the coffee maker is a garbage can. And the coffee maker is kind of like on a shelf type, metal shelf type deal. And it makes me nervous that you bump it and it starts doing its hissing thing. I just have, there's buttons on it. I just have the one button with tape on it that tells me how to turn the thing on. That's all I care about. So if we go across, first thing we've got is a stove. And wow, what a stove this is. Because some of you, this is what you're used to. I have never really, I think I've seen it once before, but this is one of those flat burner stoves that there's no way to tell well, I take that back. I think, yes, I don't know if it's the burner area or not. There is part of the stove here that is a smooth plate and then the rest of it is rough. So I think if I were to actually use this as a stove, I could make an educated guess as to where the uh, I would place the pan. So that's something to note, folks. If you have one of these types of stove, really really feel around it and you may find that there are two different textures i don't know for sure if you're not always like that, but that's what i'm noticing with this one not always because i had one that I know it there's was one, smooth like, all over <laughs> okay because like this one it doesn't have any like plates or anything like that but i can definitely feel like these smooth circles where you probably would place your red burner so the top of the stove here has dials, and then the it looks like the oven part is digital. 
We're not using it as a stove or an oven. What we are using it though for is to put things to put things on, a place to put things on. So I have a toaster here. Again, this is not a fancy toaster. It only does two slices for all of my life. That's usually been sufficient. There's a bag of popcorn here and some plates and napkins and sugar-free cookies. If you hear dogs barking upstairs, they are no doubt um, responding to my voice. There are at least uh, two dogs upstairs, so right now I'm not the only one that's uh, surrounded by animals. To the left of the stove is a counter. In here are some chopping boards, some dishcloths. Um, there's some drawers uh, like right below the counter. Then there's cupboards down here with the pans. And to the left is a sink. This is only a single sink, but it has a plug in it. It's uh, not just the UK that does this, actually. Uh, the American sinks all have plugs in them, too. So uh, there is some commonality between us and them, I am pleased to say. And above here is actually a window. So the thing I would like about this kitchen is I'd have a window that I could use to uh, fully open. The other kitchen doesn't really have a window above it, like above the sink or whatever, but um, this is just a single sink, that it, but it's very deep. One of the things that did impress me about here though versus Houston is even though it can be it's close to 100 degrees outside, the water is really cool. So in Houston, the faucets just heat right up. To the left of the sink is another counter with uh, dried dishes that really need to be put up. Silverware drawer. To the left of the counter is a fridge freezer. Nothing fancy. I think there is some kind of ice making tool in the freezer, but I'm not sure. And then to the far left over here is actually the bathroom. Yes, the bathroom is in the kitchen down here. And uh, this bathroom just has a shower, sink, and a toilet. Hey, and Herbie. it's a step up, so you're actually... Yes. Sorry to interrupt, but just want to let you know it's 10 minutes till the top of the hour. Thank you very much. That is uh, very good to know. You're welcome. So, um, the bathroom is a step up above. Let's go back down. This kitchen actually does have a laundry a washer and a dryer. I don't know if it's a condenser dryer or whatever, but it's a dryer. Uh, I'm not even sure what a condenser dryer is. I'm assuming it condenses stuff, but... Uh, um, a condenser dryer go. has a compartment where the moisture that comes off the clothes as it's drying them is collected so that instead of having moisture going out into the air, it collects it in something for you to then empty. All right, ours, I've never seen a dryer like that over here. Um, we do have the lint traps, of course, but... Oh, mine's got one of those too, but no, mine's got a, a yeah. container that collects the moisture and then I just have to empty that and it stops there being extra moisture in the air and everything. Well, fancy schmancy. And that is pretty much it for the kitchen. We have snacks here and... Stuff like that, that, oh, the microwave, I forgot to talk about that. This is not a talking microwave. And uh, we just have a piece of tape on the one minute button and the uh, stop button. So that's how we use that. Um, 
Trying to think, is there anything else to talk about for the kitchen? I really can't think of anything. So we're going to go back to the main uh, computer here. So are there any questions about our kitchens finally before we uh, wrap things up? Or any questions in general? Now is a great time to put those hands in the air like you don't care. But we want them to care. Oh, you? Okay. <laughs> well, I'm not seeing any raised hands right now. Oh, now we have one. <laughs> Yay. Oh, a... All right. All right. 585 ending in 446. Hannah. Hannah. Happy Hannah. All right. Happy Hi. Hannah. This has been a great presentation. This has been really interesting. I have a question for Tori. Um, I was just wondering, what what is it that you said you have on your countertops to that you can put something down that's hot? Worktop savers. Um, they're basically um, kind of glass, um, we, which are just kind of like glass chopping boards, but they're designed to be able to deal with, you can use them for chopping on, but they are good at um, being able to deal with heat. So you can just put stuff down you don't have to worry about if it's a hot pan or whatever and they also being glass are pretty easy to wipe clean oh okay so they have rubber feet on them on yeah the they got little rubber feet on them and they're like glass just big sheets of, of um a special kind of glass kind of thing and I have actually seen those, too, and that's something I have never really thought about, but that might actually not be a bad idea for our counters as well. i got to look into that. Yeah, I've literally got them on all the counters so that all I have to do is just find a, p a counter and I can put stuff down wherever. All right. Well, thank you, Hannah. And anybody else? Yes. Next up, we have Tony. Hello, Tony. Right, Tony, are you Tony the Tiger by any chance? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Hello there, everybody. Oh, no, it's Doug. Hey. Tony the Tiger. You, 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 you took away Tony. All right. <laughs> Tony the Tiger's roar just went. Anyway, uh, great presentation, uh, Herbie. Both you and Tori. Uh, collectively, you guys work very well as a team, believe it or not. Uh, Tori, this question is for you. Um, when, uh, I think you mentioned, uh, no, it wasn't you. It was, um, yeah. When cooking on the stove, you said, did you have a gas stove? Yes. Okay. Do you feel more comfortable with a gas stove or an electric? Um, if, if you had to make your choice. If I had to make the choice, I'd kind of prefer the electric because although on the one hand, the gas stove, you turn off the burner and immediately it's going to start getting cold. Mm -hmm. uh, on the other hand, the, I always worry that the gas is going, that the flame is going to go out and that I won't be quick enough to realize. Um, right. Because you have to be paying very close attention to make sure that you are listening for the sound of the flame and um, seeing if you can smell gas more than you should, um, yes. which is a concern, um, which is part of why I always like to have a window open. 
because it reduces the chance of issues. Right, and that way, they, any any kind of gas that is around, it can it has a place to escape. Exactly. <laughs> I, I will say too, from my own experiences, real quick, that uh, it's very similar to Tori, and I don't even know how when didn't even know how to relight the flame if it did go out. So I had situations where one side of the stove would work and the other side didn't. Gas is a nicer heat to cook with because it warms up quicker. It's more evenly distributed, but it does have that side effect, and so even I prefer electricity. Anyway, yeah. go ahead and continue. If, if I, if I, um, I'll just quickly say, if I even suspect it's gone out, I will turn the dial back to zero so that it completely puts out the gas, give it a minute, and then reignite it. Right, right. And then there's the safety factor, too. And yeah. I know with me, um, when I was sighted, I used a gas stove, and I didn't care for it then when I was sighted. Yeah, so, me too. Um, so then why would you care for though, it now? Uh, <laughs> there are some issues with an electric stove. I think with me, for using an electric stove, I would be more of a safety. I feel more safer um, and, and more in control. Definitely when you're trying to measure, uh, especially measure putting your pans on the stove or pots on the stove. Definitely. You can mm-hmm. measure it better on an electric stove than you can on a on a gas stove. Yes, okay, very good, DJ. Did you have anything so else much. you wanted to ask? We got two minutes left, guys. So, so. no, that's it. Okay. Tony, you got a question? No comment. No. Um, All right. Well, then hold on. I prefer using a um, electric. I prefer using the gas because um, you know you could because I could operate a gas stove better than I can do electric. You know, I don't like, you know, I have an electric stove here. So, um, you know, I prefer using a gas. So that's mine. Very good. All right, guys. Well, thank you, Tony. Thank you, DJ. Glad you all could come next week. Uh, my plan is to be making Chanel's birthday cake right here on the cooking show. That's going to be a very interesting one. I've never done this uh, particular recipe before, but, uh, we're going to do it. So, uh, that is the plan. I'll be getting out to the ingredients list to you, Tori, and everybody else. And uh, by the way, hope you'll join uh, me next hour. I'm going to be heading on over to the coffee clutch. I've got time this morning, so I'm going to make use of that. Also, Sheila's recipe swap tomorrow. I think that's happening. I don't know what the theme is, but uh, be sure to keep a lookout on the community as well as the other great cooking calls. There is no wake, make, and bake. I'm assuming we will have in the kitchen with Courtney and Carrie. Yes. All right, everybody. Thank Thank you, uh, Tori, for co-facilitating. Thank you, Deb, for streaming. Thank you, everybody who listened to this event. Thank you, Allison, for hosting. Thank you, Allison, for hosting.